Hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome to our first episode. Um, I am Shaya. I am 23 years old and I'm Malaysian, born and raised. Um, with me here, I have Lama. Lama, please introduce yourself. Hi guys. Um, yeah, like Shaya said, my name is Lama, like the animal, but with one L. Um, yeah, I'm just here doing this with Shaya, trying to be curious, talking shit, just, you know, typical two brown girls, your everyday brown girls. So how are you, Shaya? What's been going on? I know you're back home in Malaysia, ex- escaping the mess that is Melbourne right now. <laughs> Yes, I'm currently back home. I just arrived. I'm at the end of my two-week quarantine and I just got tested negative yesterday for Rona, so that's good. Good Um, job. But officially, my... Thank you. I worked hard on this (laughs) immune system. Um, My, yeah, quarantine officially ends tomorrow, so I'll be out tomorrow, which is great. Yeah, Melbourne's like a mess right now. It's a mess. Cases are like fucked. But have got 700, which is is a bit much. (laughs) Yeah. Hope you're okay. Yeah, so I'm so I'm in Malaysia now. I was in Melbourne. I've been living in Melbourne for the past four and a half years. Um, been doing uni and stuff. And because of the whole Rona situation, I've come home. So I'm back in Malaysia now. And Lama's still in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so How are you doing, girl? Yeah, I'm good. I honestly, like, a lot of people ask me when we, you know, went into lockdown for the second time. I'm like, oh, how are you, how are you feeling? And I was like... To be honest, pretty happy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so, I'm so, and I know it's a privilege to be able to say that, and I'm so happy that, like, I can just be a bum. Like, I literally don't have to conform yep. to, like, someone someone else's measure of productivity. I can do whatever I want. I can be creative. I can just sit and watch, binge watch Lucifer, and no one's going to, like, fight me about it. So... So yeah, and yeah. It's, and it's fun. I feel like it's a it's a very interesting and curious time as well. And like I think I really like being in lockdown because I have so much time to just like do things I enjoy, like reading, writing, like really really simple things that you honestly think you have time for otherwise. But you're just so exhausted when you work full time. Capitalism, capitalism really yeah. fucks you up. <laughs> but, yeah, it, but it do be like that. <laughs> it do be like that sometimes. So it's yeah, it's I I'm I'm enjoying it though. I have to play housewife to my brother and um, my man sometimes, and I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if I'm okay with that. You know, like it gets to me. Like sometimes yeah. I just have to ask by like, hey, can you like, can you just do everything today? Because I'm finding to feel like a housewife, and I don't know if I can do with that. <laughs> but that's yeah. just me being dramatic. Um, but yeah. No, like, no, but it's true though. Like, even with my brother and I, like, I've lived with him for like the past three years now. And who do you think maintains the apartment? It was <laughs> me. It was all me. I made it look homey. I made it like we didn't have like a drying rack to begin with. He moved in like almost a whole month before I did. And mm. just like basic stuff he did not have. And I had to do everything. But, um,. But, um, yeah, and, like, when he does do stuff, it's because I tell him to, and I have to, like, nag him to do it. Anyway, that's not, that's not, that's not going there. That's not, that's already not getting, there. like, we'll, slightly we'll, triggered. We'll save it for another one, but, yeah, I'm, I do, I'm happy yeah. that my brother is actually very, very sweet. Like, he's just, he's the best. Like, I'll, I'll ask him, like, hey, can you do this? Can you do this? He'll be like, yeah, okay. Okay, Didi. I'm like, this is why. This is why you're my main man. Because you're honestly. older. It is because I'm older. I really also think it's because I'm older. Also because you're older. 
Yeah. I'm the younger one and like no nobody listens to me. Not my parents or oh. my brother. Like so half time my own friends don't listen to me, but it's fine. <laughs> Actually no, my friends do listen to me. My friends are great. Most of my friends are great. Most of your friends. Yeah. Um yeah. anyway, um so let's let's get into um let's this into episode. It. So this episode's called Karen's in Crisis. Mm. And right now so, like, everyone knows what a Karen is. Um, let's start with definitions. I guess a Karen is a person, typically a white woman, with mm-hmm. a certain type of haircut. Okay, the physicalities of it doesn't really matter, but, like, typically yeah. a white woman who just comes in, who just, who's just looking for trouble, who is attacking people who have been oppressed, people of colour, um, calling them out for things that aren't even true, um judging them, accusing them of being in a place where they shouldn't be. And, you know, we've seen the videos, we've seen it happen in US, we've seen it happen in Australia. Um, I guess Karens can exist in Malaysia. I mean, they do, but they're just not white. But let's talk Mm -hmm. about the white Karens for now. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's that's the background of it. And now... Yeah, no, you go. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, um, like, I'll give I'll give the people listening a little background on like what sparked this whole Karens in crisis situation in Australia. So I actually like hadn't been paying attention. Like I saw it on Facebook, and basically like Domino's Pizza, and I and I believe the one in New Zealand as well. Um, yeah, put out this advertisement and was like calling all Karens, free pizza for you. Um, we know, you know, not all Karens are bad. Some of y'all are good. Um, some of y'all are law-abiding, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, we don't want you to feel uncomfortable and, and upset that, you know, everyone's using your name in such a light. So come and grab some free pizza on us. Wow. So that was the first yeah. one that then came out. If you're, if you're a then, good Karen. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a good Karen and... And then it came out again. You're a mask-wearing Karen. <laughs> oh, my God, fam. It's, it's just a lot. Like, and then it came out again where um, another brand, another brand called Business Chicks, actually. And I think they're a brand that, like, um, does, um, you know, those, like, um, empowering women events and, like, you know, panels, business brunches, breakfasts, what, whatnot. Um, and also came out with yep. the same, like... You know, tag a, they put out a post calling all Karens. Tag a Karen that you know that's great and not like the Karens that are out there. Like, it was just silly. And, and you know what's funny? The post that they posted right before that was about um, Turkish women, so women of colour and yeah, the, the domestic violence yeah. they were going through in femicide. And I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. You want to be that yeah. way? I was very very disappointed in business chicks i've been following them for a while and i love their work and then to see this i was just like are you for real though like is this really something you want to discuss is this really something that's worth everyone's time and effort to put down and like look at this and bring awareness to something that just does not need any form of awareness at all but um but yeah so it's just it's just another example of white fragility and the need to protect white people who need no protection at all and it's just it's just frustrating to see it happen time and time again um yeah and yeah. um and it's quite interesting because i posted it in my instagram and i was like 
me being the dramatic me, I was like, oh my god, someone come get me. I hate it here. It's white Australia. <laughs> and I had a few people message me like, oh wait, what's what's wrong with this? Like, aren't they just like, you know, doing something nice for the Karens that are da 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 whatever whatnot? And I was like, cool. So maybe they're doing something nice, and 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 it could and and it could be also for shits and giggles. But it was like, where was the same energy for? the Dequans, the Shaniquas, um, the black people, you know, that, you know, I get all these stereotypical names, the Ling Lings, if you're Asian, the, like, Mohammeds, the Ahmeds, yeah. if you're Muslim. Um, like, where was the same energy for this? Like, where was Domino's? Where were all these businesses being like, I'm so sorry that you get racially profiled, and so a lot of job opportunities are taken away from you because of your name, so we're going to give you free pizza. Ah, what? No, yep. it, 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 was, it was like, where's the same energy? But it really just goes to show how whiteness is protected. And um, yeah, it was just, and I just, I had to explain that to them. I was like, you know, we've had decades of this, the, these same things happen to people of color where um, our names became like a trigger for a lot of um, companies, corporations. And when you see those names, you're like, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a brown person and they're Muslim and, like, they're probably a terrorist, so I'm not going to hire them. Like, when will the name mm. Karen ever take away opportunities for you? Like, when, when exactly. will your whiteness do that for you? Like, maybe, maybe Karen is a slur. Maybe it makes her feel uncomfortable. But, it, like, I can guarantee you it has none of the same systemic effects as it does for a person of color um, with stereotypical names, you know? Yeah, 100%. Like, I could literally change my name on my resume to Karen and be given <laughs> interviews because I've been applying for jobs in Melbourne since, like, freaking January, and I've never had a callback for, like, an interview or anything at all. And people are telling me, change your name, change your name, and I'm just like, no. Like, yeah. part of me is like, okay, maybe, like, I would have to at some point, but I wasn't that desperate enough just yet to do it but um yeah being a Karen like you'd still get a job as a Karen so 100 um not good enough yeah um, and and god I had this point and I was gonna like talk about it but now I forgot um yeah and it was like how someone sent me <laughs> someone sent me a link to like this this Karen on Twitter, like her name is actually Karen, and um, she posted mm. this whole video calling out to other Karens that are nice and you know being like, yeah. you know, not all of us are like this. Some all of some of us wear masks. Some of us don't complain to our managers. Yada 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 yada. And the amount of airtime that these white women have gotten to plead their case that they are not what whatever stereotype that has been forced onto them from this name, as opposed to, like, what have, like, the rest of us gotten? Like, what have people of colour gotten? What have, what have Indigenous folk gotten? Like, what airtime have they gotten um, as compared to this white woman? And then it's just, it really goes to show that, like, they'd rather give airtime to someone to weaponize their, like, fragility and their white privilege to play, like, oppression Olympics... Like against people of color, instead of just being like, let's talk about, like, what's going on in Australia. Let's talk about where we sit racially. You know? Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, um, okay, I see where your energy is at, fam. I see it. 
I see it. There's so many more, much more important social issues, racial issues that exist within Australia and even in New Zealand, and yet it gets, it does not get the same amount of attention, doesn't get the same amount of publicity as this whole Karen fiasco has, and it's just, yeah, it's upsetting. And then it's the same argument again, isn't it? It's like, you know, hashtag not all Karens, hashtag not all men. Like, we know. Like, no shit. Like, we know. Like, it's that same dumbass argument, and it's just like, really, like, you actually want to go there, like... People aren't idiots. We know that not all Karens are bad. But it doesn't change the fact that it is it is a thing and it is prevalent and it does happen pretty often. And same thing with like not all men. Yeah, we know not all men rape. So if you're a man who doesn't, you know, rape people or abuse people or, you know, if you're not that type of a man, then why are you so worried? Why are you so pressed? Like, relax. 100%. If it's you're like- not that type of a Karen... Chill out. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one's saying anything. No one's calling you out. Like, it's I. We know. Like, just don't be a dick. That's all. That's all we ask for, really. So yeah. you don't have to defend yourself if you're not that person. And if you, if you feel the need to defend yourself, then I guess, then maybe you should. Because maybe there is something inside of you that feels the need to defend yourself. So, you know, Karen's defending themselves. Like, still Karen's. <laughs> Tell them. Case bitch you tell like to be like so. i always say this and it's like i get the same thing when i um it's just more like if the shoe fits then well yeah it fits you know like um yeah and, it's, and i think it's like the same yeah. thing like when when people of color talk about their lived experiences like race like i feel like i've said this so many times but like it just needs to continuously be said again like race for like a white person is a concept it's like you don't like and for people of color and for black people for indigenous people like it's an experience for us like it's a lived experience and the concept of race yeah you know like we'll go about we'll talk about this another time but like it started because of like it's all it all centers whiteness like the only reason we have all these other races is because white people were like femme whiteness was like femme listen you can't comprehend <laughs> we are at the top and the rest of y'all like you didn't exist like we made you exist you know it's like it's just this and like when yeah. when you talk about um privilege and you talk about like racial disparities like it's it's really like not us against white people it's like us against white supremacy and whiteness and it's the same mm. thing when you talk about um you know like feminist issues it's not us against men it's us against the patriarchy and um and if yeah. like you know, men can't see how the patriarchy is as equally damaging to them as it is to us, um, then, well, sorry, femme. And it's like, and it's the same thing, you know, for this situation as well. It's really not uh, like a people of colour against white people thing. It's against whiteness. And um, and, I'm, and and I think I've reached a point where, like, like, we already coddle how a white person perceives, like, anything like I, I was having this conversation with my friend uh the other day and I, like he was telling me he was like he was like you know whenever we talk about these things you always get so like passionate and like you know whenever I see them um on the radio or on twitter like they're always so passionate like you know they all like people of color always like attack white people they always like you know they're very assertive yada, yada, yada. and I'm like what do people of color owe white people to like coddle them and make them comfortable in understanding their like like their white supremacy and their white privilege like i don't understand like 
Yeah. What in in what place in what like age do we owe them to make them feel comfortable? You know. Um. And and I told and I was like, look, like you and me, like as brown people, like we're probably racist. Like if we're not racist, we're prejudiced. And like we yeah. have to sit in that uncomfortability and be able to like continuously evaluate that. Like I'm not perfect. Like, I know I'm problematic. Like, there's so many biases that we hold to ourselves that we have to continuously reevaluate, reflect on, and look at again. And and it has to be uncomfortable. Like, none of this is, like, going to be comfortable because it's you literally have to look within and see the way you've socialized and unlearn all of that and realize that those are, um, like, those are racist thoughts. Those are um, pedagogies prejudiced biases so yeah i don't know where i was going with that but you know it's just it's not meant to be comfortable then what? no no you're making some points you're making some very good points <laughs> i was making some points um, <laughs> good points good points good points <laughs> nothing less factual things um yeah and like just want to add to that like when, like, sometimes when I call out things that are happening, like, you know, like, with my white friends as well, like, I want that to be, like, a whole other episode, by the way, but, like, we won't get too much into it, but, but when I'm, I'm not calling out my white friends, but when I talk about, like, generally things that white people do that make me uncomfortable or have made me upset or whatever, and sometimes I see that, you know, some of my white friends, or I've seen in general that, they get upset by it, and I'm just like, but I'm not calling you out, though, specifically. So, why are mm. you upset? And mm. also, the fact that you're getting upset and feeling uncomfortable also tells me that you're kind of not on my, you're not on my side, you know? You're supporting the people mm. who have made me uncomfortable, whether they're, like, white or not, but it's because that they're white that's making you uncomfortable, because you're also white. So, it's like, mm. it's it always feels like a us against them type thing even though like my white friends aren't the ones who are like actually making me feel uncomfortable but you just gotta keep questioning yourself why and if you feel like you have nothing to be you know think about it like you know like if if you feel uncomfortable if you feel upset if you feel like you're getting worked up it's probably because there is something in there that you've Mm. done in the past maybe or whatever and that's okay as long as you're learning from it you're you know, listening to people of colour, you know, you're looking at, reading the, all the resources, you know, watching the movies, whatever, like, fits for you. As long as you're doing that work, then I have no issues. Like, you can make a mistake if you want, because most of the time, I believe when a white person tells me it wasn't their intent to cause harm. And I and I believe <sighs> that because... Half the time, they like they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what it means to say the things that they say or do the things that they do. And I believe you because that's not what, you know, when you're born white, like, yeah, like you said, race is a concept. Like, they don't know it. They don't understand it. It's not a lived experience. So how are they to understand these things that we are now talking about and, like, bringing up? So there is always room for change. There's always room for, you know, learning new things. You're never too old to be learning new things, but... As long as you're doing that, I have no issues with you. Um, yeah. And I think that kind of brings us into performative activism, <laughs> which I know Ooh. you want to talk about. The Ooh. little segue okay. into it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yes, because 
okay so with performative activism what the only like the, the thing that came up so we've seen it go around across the past few days like did, did you get someone message you about it like just asking that personally because i got like maybe two women that like obviously dm'd me and was like and it's like this long mm. spiel about the like challenge like, you know it's like um it's like you know like why women or like like um yeah but what do you mean like oh to, to do the challenge yeah to do the challenge to, to do no the challenge. nobody messaged me to do the challenge <laughs> i was a bit upset i was like and i don't know my people doing this <laughs> i was like because oh i God. just saw it i saw other people doing it and i was like oh no one's challenged me i guess i'm not you know like an empowering woman to them or whatever <laughs> but maybe it's just my circle i don't know but I saw other people doing it. I didn't know what it was. And I was like, okay, well, if no one's asking me to do it, then I guess I'll just be like, whatever. Like, I didn't really mm. look into it. Because everything that I saw um, or that I'd seen so far mentioned nothing about what it actually was. Um, but you go talk about yeah. how you got the messages. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was like, you know, you get this message from a friend and it's got this like huge spill of like, you know, like, damn, I wish I could... Like, I want to open it on my Instagram, but I'm scared it's going to, like, stop recording. So, let me just not fuck the tank right now. Yeah, it's okay. But... People but will know Anyway, it was, like, this long spill about, like, um, you know, women empowering women. And it's, like, you know, I got the challenge to, like, tag 50 women that, um, you know, made me, like, that I know have empowered me, inspired me, yada, yada, in some way, whatever. Um, so, yeah, you post a black and white photo of you with these hashtags, challenge, challenge accepted, women empowerment. Um, and then, yeah, send it to 50 other women. And I was like, oh, cool, that's, like, really sweet, you know, that, like, someone thought of me that way. Um, but, like, I've, I've already learned. I've learned from the, the black squares that happened when we were talking yeah. about Black Lives Matter. So I was like, let's just, let's just take a second, Hialama, and just have a little read about, like, what this is about. And so I was, like, trying to, like, you know, go through my Explore page on Instagram, trying to find, um, yeah, where the source was. And I couldn't find anything. So I just kind of, like, left it for a while. I was like, cool. Um, this seems kind of sus. But, like, that's just me. Just because I was like, it kind of feels a bit, like, tokenistic. And I generally, like, don't do a lot of, like, those challenges anyway. So that's just, like, a personal preference. Yeah. Anyway, so I left it for, like, a few hours. And then um, I saw one of my friends post, like, you know... Um, um, I see a lot of women posting black and white photos of themselves and then turns out it's like um, to do with like um, it's actually like co-opt from a hashtag that Turkish women have started um, that have to do with femicide because um, basically this Turkish woman was murdered and if anyone doesn't know what femicide is it's gender-based violence which basically is like women being killed just because we exist <laughs> um, which is just yeah. so like it's you know it's it's a bizarre it's an upsetting thing in itself but um yeah it is what it is so that's something else so that was where like i thought it was from so i was like okay cool 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 so and that's when i was like all right let, let's let's talk about this so let's talk about how a lot of these things can be performative and then as i was like typing up story on my instagram I was reading through Twitter and then I saw another thread that was like actually the article that came out that um, um, said that this was, was like started like a co-opted hashtag from Turkish women. Turns out it wasn't like this thread by this lady called Taylor Lauren. She like said that basically this challenge has been spreading since like 2016 and first apparently like was started mm. because of cancer awareness Then it was like 
to spread positivity. Um, and then it like resurged again after a post by like a Brazilian journalist. So it like took through Brazil and India mm. recently and then gained more traction after AOC's speech, you know, which was like a, another huge mm. thing um, that have to do with like yeah. the way that women are treated and the way, you know. Yeah. So that was like, that was like the huge backstory about it. And I was like, if this doesn't tell me that this was performative, then I literally don't know what is. Like, it, like, it, mm. like, there's no purpose to it. There's no, um, like, backing behind it. And then there's no continuation. Like, it's like, if, like, for me, like, you know, it was the same with the, like, black squares for Black Lives Matter. It, it was just so performative because it's like, how many, like, while the intention was good, how many people actually continued to engage in, like, anti-racism work after that? How many of you actually mm. con- continue to, like, read the Istanbul conf- Convention if it was to do it femicide, the reason why you reposted the photo? How many of you were actually donate to organizations, like, helping to combat femicide? How many of you will actually talk to the men in your life, talk to your family, talk to them about issues that, you know that unpack all of these things, you know? And and it becomes really performative. Yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong, like, I'm really not about men trying to, like, co-op this and try to, like, bash women for just posting pictures themselves, being like, oh, my God, women are so, like, Ugh, no. I'm, like, please stay out of this. Like, <laughs> I don't have time for you. But it was, like, I think it's just more, like, we, like, we really need to just pause for a second and just critically think about, like, what we're doing. And if, like, and what impact that's actually going to bring. Um, And, like, I just, I like, it kind of makes me sad. I'm like, I wish we didn't really need a reason to bask in our vanity and bask in feeling beautiful. Like, you know, we should just be able to post our picture and go, fam. Like, just, like, that, like, literally me, just (laughs) enjoy how good you look and go, you know? And, and, And it's like, if it was about the women that empowered you, like, shouldn't we be posting, like, I saw a few women, like, posting, like, um, really, like, renowned figures, um, like, over the mm. history and over the ages. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, that's something that you're doing. So, yeah, it's just more like, you know, it just turns, it turns into something very performative because, like, you do it for the gaze of the people that are, like, watching into you, but then nothing happens after that, you know? Yeah. And like you're not, and I just, you know, I'm like, dropping those resources as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, fam, please, like, just, and, and it's quite interesting. Like, I, I saw another post. Like, I love these this internet discourse. Like, really, like, has mm-hmm. me going through like a roller coaster ride. Like, I saw someone else post about how like these challenges are interesting because like it's all about creating this like inclusionary environment when it has to be an invite only challenge like you have to be invited to do the challenge and if you're not invited then obviously you can't do it because like no one's prompted you to do so so then you're like excluded from this group which is um yeah which is very i was like huh uh, interesting interesting I'm sorry, Shai. I would have like sent it to you, but we know that I'm like, fam, that's performative, so no. If it was like a legit thing. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's fine. It's okay. I'll leave. Um, no, but um, because like what I read on this was that with regards to um, the Turkish thing and like femicide and stuff was that um, because it happened so often there, it was mm. a thing where they would post up these black and white photos 
not on like social media or whatever, but just yeah, like, like in, in the, the papers, public as posters and stuff. Yeah, in the paper. Oh yeah, maybe it was the papers actually. Yeah. Um. But and and you know like to bring awareness and everything. But and then that's where that's how the whole black and white thing came about with regards mm-hmm. to femicide. Um. But yeah, like, the least people could have done. I mean, like I guess you know you don't know, but then. Also, yeah, the least you could have done is figure out where it came from, why. And then if you're going to post it, make sure that you're including the information, you're including the hashtags, you're including the resources and directing people to where they can, you know, either help or, like, learn more about it. Because the second you don't do that, that's how it loses its meaning. That's how it loses its originality and its purpose. And Mm. hence why we get everyone just blindly doing the challenge without knowing. And the fact that you know, that it had to be. It had to have been like a group of people who saw the challenge and didn't, and chose not to include where it came from and what it meant. And those are the OG performers, mm. in my opinion. Mm. And then they start spreading it, and then with everyone else, it's just ignorance. Yeah, but um, and and honestly, like when I say it's performative and whatnot, like, it's quite interesting, like, and then I got a few people being like, you know, don't vilify women for making a mistake, da 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 and, and, and that's fair because, like, it's not I, a women thing. Exactly, and I'm just like, it's, it's really not about, like, women posting this, and I will say, though, that, like, a few, like, I saw a few men very interesting jump on the bandwagon mm-hmm. of being like of <laughs> nobody course. asked you <laughs> of course women do. I'm like fam please no one asked you for your two cents <laughs> no one's asking us for Sit our two down. cents either but like we're giving it anyway <laughs> nobody, nobody asked for this and, yeah. and it's fine it's whatever so it's like it's really not to vilify the women it's really just for us to like take a step back and actually like learn to like re- like evaluate why we do what we do you know it's like like if yeah. we if we really don't re- like think about that, then a lot of the things we end up doing will be performative. A lot of the things we end up doing will be tokenistic, and we like you know you're not gonna see yeah. the impact that you want to see. You know whatever that is. Um, yeah. Yeah. What? How yeah. do How do you feel about like how do you How do you feel about these like Instagram trends and stuff? Like, what are your thoughts on you know people posting all those squares and people doing this challenge like where do you sit on on performative activism look i'd rather you not post things if you don't know what you're actually talking about and i know that some people you know do want to post things do want to be part of the conversation but don't know how to and they're afraid and stuff and i'm just like okay fair enough um, especially if you're not a person of color, like it would be hard for you to understand, comprehend, or like, you know, you might even feel like you're an imposter, or you know, you might even feel like guilty and have that white guilt about posting things. Mm-hmm. But if you know, it's fine if you don't want to post stuff, but you know, you can just like you don't have to show people that you're doing the work. You don't have to show people that you know that you're doing your part or whatever. If you know that you are, then, you know, then chill, like, it's fine. You don't really have to prove yourself to anyone necessarily. Um, but I also think that, yeah, just 
just do your research. You, you don't have anything to worry about if you're doing your part. And like, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, especially if you are not a person of color, like, you probably will fuck up at some point. And that's okay, as long as you're learning from it, as long as the person who is educating you on it, like, you don't, you don't deserve to be cancelled or whatever if you fuck up, you know? As long as you take it as constructive criticism, like, you're humble about it, like, you're not, you know, like, don't feel attacked when someone is correcting you. And also, people of colour do not or you do not need to sugarcoat things for you when they're educating you because they're doing you a favor as it is when they're telling you that you made a mistake or then they're telling you that actually what you've say- what you're saying is not accurate or whatever it is they're doing you a favor they don't owe you that but they're doing you a favor so they don't have to be super nice about it they don't have to you know um coddle you when they're telling you that so just take it take it as constructive criticism it's not personal it's just educating you it's all it is um and then you just learn from it like it's literally as simple as that like no one's out here trying to cancel you um because we don't believe in cancel culture oh yes girl yeah just (laughs) just we can talk about that like in a whole other episode yeah but um um but um yeah like it's chill like it's fine you know and and i'd rather someone not post anything or like at the very least like if you're going to post something like honestly there's so many there are a lot of graphics out there on you know how you can support you know all the resources and stuff especially at the peak of black lives matter like i everyone on my on my instagram timeline was like posting stuff so it is pretty accessible and i know at least for my followers i've made it accessible as well because i've added it all to my highlights and i've mentioned it before you know like like there's a whole lot of resources here. You can always DM me if you, like, needed to be educated or anything. Like, I'm still learning. Like, I'm not, like, the gatekeeper of, like, all things, all struggles of people of color or whatever, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm still learning as well. Like, throughout this whole process, there's a lot of stuff that I already knew. And there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know about. So, you know, we're all, like, forever learning. But, you know, and there are a lot of things that you can just repost. Like, if you see a post, you learn from it. Literally, it's as simple as just reposting that, you know? And, and... It doesn't make you an expert either on on whatever it is you've reposted, but at least you're doing your part on sharing something. As long as you know that it's a credible resource, it's legitimate, and it's not meant to harm anyone, then, you know, feel free to. But otherwise, happy for you to also just not post anything, but do your work and do your homework in, in, in silence. But yeah, yeah. yeah no need for performative things all the time yeah i Um, agree like 100 percent. and i think um like you know there's a lot of like oh we need to be you know for example there was this huge like i i think i have interesting thoughts on like um i remember when when everyone was posting and there was this um graphic that was like if you don't post it's saying something about you and and while i understand Mm. its intent it really just like i feel like there's a difference between raising a van a, a van as woohoo Indian accent popped up. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to me all the time. <laughs> it's okay. It happens to the best it's okay, um, it's fine. Yeah, like there's a difference between raising awareness versus like um virtue signaling. And I really feel that yeah. like you know, it's like I feel like people will post and repost, um and whatever it is, just as a fuck, what's the word? Um, as like a 
as a way to preserve themselves like you know like in a way so that mm. like people aren't going to come for you um because you haven't posted yeah. anything like honestly i'd rather you just stay silent and and stay in your um in in whatever mind frame framework that you're in and like yeah not just yeah. post for the sake of um posting and like what were you saying earlier like you know being palatable when when educating people and when learning about things like i really think respectability mm. in politics are is re- like very fascinating because like it reminds me of like for example when aoc's speech came out and it was like created this huge yeah. it was viral created this huge uproar um and and you know not just women but like men um straight cis men were sharing that speech all around and i shared it across my like family group chats as well and um and, you know, you, mm. g- you get all the men being like, wow, yeah, so good, um, so so eloquently spoken, blah, 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 blah. And, mm. and, and I just find it so, so fascinating because it's the same men that will share the, her piece, her, her speech, uh, and uh, they're the same men that will, like, minimize your experiences when you personally go to them about what your yeah. lived experiences of what being a woman is like. They're the same men that will gaslight you when you tell them what you've gone through. And they're the same, like, men that will be like, oh, yeah, women have it okay now. Like, stop complaining so much. Like, it's really not that bad. Yada, yada, yada. And, yeah. and, I, and I just find it really interesting because when AOC says it in a language and phrasing that, you know, people perceive as eloquent, as educated. Well-spoken. Yeah, as well-spoken. Yeah. Suddenly, it's like, Wow. Like I, I, I want to hear this yeah. all day, and then suddenly, like when like your everyday woman tells you what they're going through, you're like, nah, 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 can't be, can't be, no way, no way, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like it's every day I respect. Oh, she's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's li- it's literally it's every day I respect women until they reject you, until they aren't yeah. palatable to you anymore, until they yeah, you know, they just make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit interesting. I just found that quite yeah. fascinating. One, one hundred percent. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I had a interesting thought just back on like performative activism. Mm. Um, and I think like I had, I had, I had kind of a bit of a rant to you about this, because, <laughs> um, because like, because you know that the Black Lives Matter movement, like two point at least, um, it sparked a lot of. Um, little, not little, but sparked a lot more movements globally. And, like, everyone in, like, everyone's individual country was addressing all these racial issues. Um, Like, Malaysia, for example, like, you know, we started talking about, like, how Indians in Malaysia were treated and stuff, and, like, how um, more, how you find more Indian men in prison, and, like, how they are also being um, brutally killed by police and stuff in and out of prison. Um, And... And, you know, like, things like colorism as well, you know, we were talking about that again, which is great to see, which to me makes a lot of sense because, you know, what's the point of addressing issues that are happening in other countries if you can't address the issues that are happening in your own country as well? Like, you can do both, I believe, but yeah. you, yeah, like, it makes more sense to address the issues in your own country because, yeah, I don't know. Um, but um, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, so like so yeah, globally there was a lot of issues. There was a lot of um, and then it became like a big like human rights thing. It went from being a racial issue, which is a human rights thing, but then it just became like this larger scale thing. And then the Yemen crisis 
started trending again. And mm-hmm. I found that interesting because I feel like Yemen crisis has been happening since I was 15, pretty much. Yeah. It's been happening for like a really, really long time. And and it's a very complicated thing. It's um, It's not as simple as raising awareness and, you know, I don't know, I feel like the awareness has been there, in my opinion, because I've known about it since, like, forever. But there were a lot of people who didn't know about it, a lot of people who were hearing about it for the first time. And surprise, surprise, very privileged people. Um, very, like, you know, typically white people, I guess. I don't know. But, um, and, and I just found it interesting because it was still, like, in the peak of the Black Lives Matter movement. And I'd find people posting about that but not posting about black lives matter and or you know or like if you were australian like posting about the yemen crisis or like some other like far-fetched crisis but not not like indigenous issues that are happening in australia itself you know i just thought that was interesting and i'm just like like the yemen crisis is just it's so far away from us like whatever awareness or donation that we do, it's like, we're not going to solve it. Like, it's not up to us and it's something that's not really within our power and within our capacity. It's it's like international aid. It's an international aid type thing. Like, countries need to, like, get involved to help the situation. It's a whole, like, civil situation that we literally have no control over. But when you're talking mm. about racial issues, about people being discriminated in your own country, that's a lot more tangible than solving the Yemen crisis because, you know, it's it's more individual, like it's more um, internal work that you can do within yourselves and within people in your circle and helping each other to like do the work to, you know, whether it's with your own um, internal bias, whether it's with um, the way you've treated people before, whether it's with um, addressing issues within your own community or like, you know, talking to your parents, like it's a lot more tangible to tackle racial issues in your own country or within your own society rather than solve the Yemen crisis so you know that's that's really interesting because I I feel like there are two sides to that coin like um um for example like what you said like the Yemen crisis seems so unreachable you know um and I Mm. and I feel like when it comes to talking about anti-blackness um, anti-blackness and when it comes to um, practicing and anti-racism like that's really far-fetched for a lot of people especially when you mm. are in Australia like in you know a very Caucasian Australia where you're surrounded by whiteness and for them it's like it's such a foreign concept it's like what do you mean I have to think about the way my whiteness affects <laughs> like political systems and judicial systems and the way that I interact with my friends like you know it's so untouchable for them Mm. which is why you don't see them gravitating to it as much and I think it's the same for a lot of um, non-black people of color as well whereas when it comes to the Yemen crisis it's like oh yes okay world hunger like I I can understand that like it's so easy to Mm. understand that world hunger needs to be like it's so easy to understand that like oh my god you cannot let someone starve versus like understanding the way someone is being racist and understanding the way you're being racist and I and yeah that's why I feel like some of them and some of us yeah gravitate to different things but at the same time I also think you can't 
focus on everything. And I'd rather someone like just just pick one or two things that you're like, cool, this is what I'm going to like really delve into, really educate myself on mm. and um, yeah. deal with it versus try to like, you know, pop their hands and feet into like different pools and then just yeah. drown. Um, so, yeah. but yeah, but I, I, I see where you're coming from. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. a lot of, a lot of spicy conversation. It's not that spicy, actually. We're pretty like, this is what we talk about every day. <laughs> It's not that. It's it's our everyday conversation, everyday everyday, spiral, exactly. Everyday everyday existential crisis. (laughs) Um, cool. Should we should we close it there for this little first long ass episode? Um, Yes. Yeah, cool. We're ending it there. So give us a like. Share us with your family, with your friends. Um, Let us know what you thought. Give us a review. It really helps us understand, you know, what you want to hear. Um, and the main thing is just for us to have discussions. Let's have some discourse. Let's let's think about shit critically. And let's talk about it. Cool.